You all want tea? Anyone don't want? Does anyone not want tea? <laughs> Davis left. He hates tea There's so much. Just an incredible ambivalence towards tea as a whole. You guys just finished up what was supposed to be a duel with Eldrick Marin, but he didn't show up. That is your swashbuckling escapades finished for the moment. Earlier when you had spoken with Demick, he uh, had said that if you were still alive after the fight, you were welcome to join him for lunch back in the Ravenhold. To just give him a, com, a ring on the com code if you uh, were still breathing. If you wish to, you can go do that. You could also blow him off and do something else if you feel like it. But So you go and give Damic a ring? I'm guessing yes. Does anyone else have anything that they want to do? No, I just, just uh, yeah, go for it. Mortimer is actually carrying around a um, portable... Essentially, it's a Vuck caster, but specialized for calling the com codes of people, so it's a lot less bulky. He hands you the phone and sort of like stands there obediently with the cable coming out the collar of his robe. Um, you um, give them a ring. A servant answers. Um, what do you tell him? Well, I'd like to speak to your Lord Demic. Lord Demicles is otherwise occupied at this moment. I told him his good friend Ketho was calling. You hear um, murmured conversations from off the headset, and then um, he's like, oh, yes, um. I'll send a footman down to await you at the junction between Ravenhold and House Oberon Porcelain District. I shall expect you um, within 20 minutes. Perfect. We're happy to be your host. I'll see you soon, sir. And hangs up. Very good. I try to figure out where to hang up the phone on Mortimer. And he uh, just takes it and withdraws it into one of his sleeves. And you hear like a phone hanging up. And... <laughs> I say thank you, Mortimer. He nods sagely. Very well. Um, shall you require my services in Ravenhold, or um, will you be escorting yourselves there? I think we'll escort ourselves there. We'll be well taken mm-hmm. care of there. Thank you very much for your help. Mm-hmm. Well, if you um, need my assistance, you, of course, know where to reach me. So I bid you good day, sirs. And that was a um, nice display of swordsmanship. He nods and shuffles off. Aim to entertain. All right. Any detours on the way there? Do we know what's on the way there? It's basically you just walk through the the marketplace areas. This marketplace area is clustered around the connection points to um, the House Marin and House Corvus domains. So they're like three separate spires that are all interconnected. So you just walk through more marketplace stalls. They're especially abuzz with conversation and lots of people look your way and um, are whispering, catch things about people wondering why Eldrick didn't show up. It's most unlike him. Okay. Uh, but we digress. So, yeah, we'll head straight there, post haste. So you get to the bridge and find a uh, House Corvus footman waiting for you. As he uh, sees you, he gives you a nod and beckons you to follow. I stride over confidently. House Corvus! Mm-hmm. He uh, gestures to the side, and you see there's a um, jet black auto carriage pulled up next to the road. And um, he leans in and opens the door for you guys. 
I make a point to ask his name and shake his hand. Ketho, pleasure to meet you. Ventress, sir. Nice to meet you. Good man. Nice car. What type, actually? Is it, like, armored or upgraded in any way? It is a luxury auto carriage. You examine the doors as you get in. Um, they look like they've got a little bit of extra armor, but it's not designed to be an armored car. It'll stop, like, throwing rocks and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not reinforced against small arms fire. The inside has a lot of um, green and silver pillows and silk cushions forming a uh, sort of horseshoe-shaped seating area with a table in the center. The table has some inlaid silver bottle with some fine emesec in it and a number of glasses, all in recessed pockets so you can hold them during travel. Are there any insignia on the outside, or is it unmarked? It's marked with the crest of House Corvus. Um, I'll draw these up at some point to show you guys, but I don't have them drawn yet. Can we subtly give it a once-over to see that it's not going to explode? Mm-hmm. Or would that take us way too long? That would take us way too long. It would be awkward. Can we do it from the inside as we're traveling? So at least we know if our death is imminent? <laughs> well, um, might be too late by then, but sure, you can. Yeah. All right, well, I'll get in. I'll be, tr- I'll be trustworthy until my death. I've done this before. With Usually the only time you hear acolytes of the Inquisition say, I'll be trustworthy, is five minutes before they die horribly <laughs> in agony. Um, I'm the one who but... usually goes for it, too. this time you don't die horribly actually you get into the car and um ventress climbs into the driver's seat of the um auto carriage and pulls away so really when demic said that he'd send a footman over he was a filthy liar because this guy is definitely driving a car (laughs) i'll let it slide with demic maybe i'll give him a hard time about it i asked ventress so uh, how fast does this thing go well when need be then it can uh easily clear 100 kilometers per hour but uh you uh fellows in the back might not like that do you know you ever bring it up that fast uh, once as is the case as i'm sure you know nobles tend to make a great many enemies and so i've uh driven master Damocles away from such a situation before really he was cross with him he's such a nice guy being the number one house and um, one of the prominent heirs of the number one house at producing plasma and importing fine goods, many of the others on the planet tend to get jealous and envy him his position. Yeah, we on my planet we call that small feet syndrome. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> many are afflicted with that condition in these halls. Because it's just natural. Nobles have nothing else to do. Oh, they have plenty to do. It's just all, um, if you don't mind me saying, frivolous. <laughs> but no, I, uh, no, I agree. Also, he um, looks in the mirror to get a good look at you. He's like, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard tell that there was something that happened in the uh, house over on Kitchens that um, you were involved in. Something about uh, he persuaded the I head chef to. Away. Um, you <laughs> immediately look away. Yeah. Is there anything outside the window I see that I can feign interest in? There's, there's uh, lots there's of interesting out. stuff passing by outside. I just kind of slink away. I I've never I never saw that lobster. Just uh, <laughs> no, no. On on the contrary, I'm uh, I'm applauding you because uh, our masters don't care much for their servantry. 
Master Damocles, Emperor Blessin, is one of the ones who does care about his servants, and I'm very glad to be working for him. But I uh, hear you are one of those as well. People aren't as effective when they're not happy. It's our responsibility to help them find their right lot in life and uh, keep them happy and safe. You're on the main artery leading between the houses right now, which is a uh, bridge that's four lanes of traffic wide on each side. And there's footbridges on the sides. So it's a quite a large bridge spanning. It goes over a mile in length between these spires. And so, uh, yeah, it's... I have to agree. Everyone uh, does their best work when they enjoy it. <laughs> so, and hey, that's a good chef, man. Great food. There's this ball or whatever coming up. This masquerade. Is that right? Masquerade ball? Yes, the masquerade ball. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fresh. It's the best. The official name would be the Three Spires Ball, which is a, um, it's actually a quite a large, important event happens only once a year, so I must say you're visiting the spires at a very fortuitous time. It's a night full of revelry. All the house rivalries are put aside for a night as everyone puts on the masks and mingles about. That's good. That's really good. So do you have a recommendation where to get a good mask? Are you going? Are you going to be there? Are going to see you there? Well, we won't see you there because of the mask. I'll drive Master Damocles to the event, but I uh, I won't be attending in person. Oh, we should get you in there. I need to figure this out. <laughs> but where's a good uh, where's a good mask maker? Well, um, typically the masks are custom made months in advance. I know um, they typically will have actually a large selection of masks, quite ornate ones, available at the ball itself for nobles and their attendants. Is there anyone who would do a custom one really fast? Possibly, maybe not to the standards um, that you may be accustomed to. But hey, I could probably um, do something, couldn't I? Farmer, actually, um, no, it's more sculpture, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be more sculpture. Um, you could potentially conceal a hell gun within the eye of a mask with trade armor, but you couldn't well, make this mask. <laughs> it'd so. actually be good if we could get a custom mask, a mask beforehand, or masks beforehand that we could actually armor. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I actually already kind of do that for myself. With armor yes, monger. But, uh, for, for all the people who don't have armor monger. <laughs> yeah. But you could you could work on all of them, you know. But also uh, just you, having a custom mask, we use it to send a very strong message. You could uh potentially like armor it up to the equivalent of a light flak helmet. It's better than nothing. Yeah, especially on your face. <laughs> face <laughs> no, not the face. Not the face. So yes, um, but actually uh Fortunately for you, House Oberon actually has a reputation for making the finest masks in the spires. So um, I'm sure you could contact someone there who could potentially make something for you on short notice. That's good advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're off the artery by now and are actually getting pretty close to um, Ravenhold. Much faster traveling through the streets on this um, auto carriage. Within the Ravenhold area, there's a special uh, priority lane for nobles' cars, so you speed by on the past. It's midday on a Saturday, so it's not super crowded, but there's still congestion, but you skirt right past it. The decor in here is a lot different than House Oberon, and uh, even in midday, if the um, lumen globes on the ceiling are projecting a perpetual twilight color. Visibility is still clear outside, but the shadows are much longer than they would be in the porcelain district. And uh, there's street lights at regular intervals, all intricately forged from cast iron. People shuffle by in robes on the streets, 
a generally more subdued atmosphere than in the porcelain district. You pass by a lot of shops more practically oriented than what's in the porcelain district. So a lot of tools and customs houses, shipping companies, that sort of thing, the occasional weapon vendor. So you're basically sending us into like the warehouse market district now? You're driving through it on your way to the um, actual uh, Ravenhold Keep. (laughs) Soon after, you actually pull up to the Ravenhold Keep. It's a foreboding, tall, jet black fortress. Well, styled after a fortress, that is, with lots of silver and turquoise banners draped around it. And so he uh, pulls through the gates. A set of double portcullises raise and close behind you as you go in. And you go up the steep, cobbled streets inside the fortress. At this point, he lets you out of the auto carriage. I say farewell to our driver. Yeah, and nods his head. So it was a, a pleasure driving you, sir. Pleasure riding with you. Good driving. Your machine right. performed most admirably. Oh, the best compliment you, you get from Martin's. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Nothing about you, just the tools you use. <laughs> well, flesh is irrelevant it's a machine that does the real work yeah really but, uh, though <laughs> yeah, so you head up to um, lunch area at this point yeah is it more of a brunch it's lunch at this point it's like one thirty in the afternoon what did you say uh, Matt oh, I said oh, I had a space muffin for breakfast so I'm good <laughs> only the best of muffins you enter Ravenhold. Well, you, you enter um, one of the restaurants off to the side. Within the keep, there's a, a small selection of places which are very obviously catered to the ruling families of the house. Very high-end clothing tailors. Not even stores, but tailors who make things personally. And um, there's restaurants, one of which is where... Damocles, or Damoc as he likes to be called, is having lunch with his sister. The name of the place is the Jade Lily, and it's a uh, sort of a tea house with um, appropriately jade-colored billowing fabrics hanging like shrouds from the ceiling. You part your way through the little forest of those by the entrance and see a very dim, comfortably lit area. There's only three tables in there, each of which has their own sort of room. And uh, only one of them is occupied, and you see, um, you hear um, Damick's voice coming out from it. As you go in, there's a guard waiting by the door, and he uh, waves you past. Oh. expecting you. I walk in. Damick! He uh, stands up. He's like, Ketho, Ketho, how have you been? You're in one piece, and claps you on both the shoulders. <laughs> one very happy piece. Mm-hmm. One day, though, we still had some sword fighting. He never showed. Never? What? He uh, takes his arms down. Eldrick Marin never showed. The one who, when one of his opponents failed to show, personally walked to his house, kicked down the door, and demanded to duel the guy, didn't show up for a duel. (laughs) Nope, he didn't go there. I should know. One of my good friends was the guy. (laughs) Sorry to hear that, but seems I'm the exception to you. You cheated death this time, friend. <laughs> Apparently death forgot to wake up. Forgot to set the alarm. I look around. Is Natalie there as well? Uh, yes, she look? is. Who is that again? Is that the untouchable? No, you haven't met Natalie. Natalie is Damick's sister, 
and Natalie um, speaks and says, uh, well, even if you dodged it today, death is coming for everyone soon enough. Oh, Vo- voice like ice. Creepy. Natalie Corvus is, without question, one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen, with brilliant green eyes, dark black hair, tied up in an intricate pattern with two silver hairpins through it trailing down her back, and in a uh, green silk cape and robe underneath it. Very striking. Mm. I respond, well, every day alive, I might as well celebrate. You choose by focusing on beautiful fashion. I'm choosing to spread it with a new friend. <laughs> Pleasure. And Damick's like, don't worry about Nat. She's not usually this icy. Well, Natalie's like, oh, quiet, Damocles. He's like, I told you I don't like that name. <laughs> I say, oh, no, I mean, she has a point. And it's smart to be right and not to be, you know, maybe he'll come and he'll hear news that he missed it, get mad and come knock down my door. Yes, maybe it reminds him of his rough relation to the Farsight Enclaves, the Damocles Gulf. But I look around, so what are we having? What's uh, a nice place. Yes, it's a um, private tea house, really, for the family and our close attendants. We're having tea, of course. What we'd call a full English tea set up, scones and cakes and all sorts of uh, savories and sweets piled high in a silver multi-tiered tray with um, tea available in a uh, nice um, little silver pot. He hands out cups and um, lifts a teapot, inquiring how many of you guys want tea. Well, of course, absolutely. Perfect time for tea. All right. I will indulge. I haven't partaken in tea in quite a number of months now, so yes, I believe I will join you. He pours some tea for Martin, whether Martin wants it or not. Even the followers of the Omnisaya need to indulge a little now and again. That's right. Martin, there's tea in front of you. Oh, I don't drink liquids. They're bad for my circuits. What about oil? Only in uh, very measured quantities. Too much is not good. Natalie leans back and sips her tea. It's like, so, um, my dear little brother has told me so much about you. You, uh, strolled in from off-world to sample everything that storm-wracked terrible Akron has to offer. Well, I like to jump around, get a taste of the galaxy, find myself, <laughs> that kind of story. Damocles pipes in like, well, I've um done a bit of galaxy jumping myself, but um, it's mostly for commercial reasons. I keep pretty busy with the family's finances. You have to put in a lot of effort to stay on top, you know? Yeah. And uh, my sister, my dear sister here, holds down the home front while I'm away, seeing to all the local affairs. What is your pleasure of choice, Allie? What do you do for entertainment around? What is your passion project? Natalie um, says, I, I don't do much for pleasure. I um, engage in all the social games, the nobility, but I mostly business. Zarkov, from the way she like looks down when she says that, you tell something causes her a great deal of pain from that question. So she does not like her work. <laughs> no. Actually, I just wanted to say something anyway, just on a line of questioning, just about prying into what kind of trade goods they specialize in and um, what kind of work they do with Forge Worlds. Damn, you said you mostly supply plasma, is that right? Yes, plasma. yes, plasma. It's like, well, yes, um, you know, the uh, 
unique weather patterns. Um, none of the Magos biologists or um, really any of the um, more um, technically minded followers of the machine god here really can explain it. Some say it's got something to do with the abnormally fast planet rotation and the um, heat given off by the caldera. But um, there's constant storms wrecking the planet. And actually, as you speak, you hear very faintly in the distance the rumble of thunder, audible even through many layers of plasteel and uh, reinforcing rockcrete. It'd be like hearing thunder while you're like in the presidential bunker underneath <laughs> the mountain ranges out west. All the unique weather patterns and strong wind provide enough energy to use all these um, turbines we have set up around the spires to um, catch all the energy we need to synthesize plasma. Wait a minute. Um, Did he mention that the storms were more frequent or more violent than typical? Astoundingly more violent than typical. When you guys were making your initial approach, you had to delay your landing for about... 10 hours because the storm was so violent that it would swat any landing craft out of the air. Mm, that's a note, actually. I'm pretty. I'm going to write that down. The planet, if there were no large built-up hive settlements, they'd probably class it as a death world because the weather is so bad. Eh, you'll find out more if you go outside at any point. But, um... <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it provides all the power we need to synthesize plasma, so... You can produce a lot of it and very high-grade stuff, too. So, yeah, they export it then, right? Actually, what do they import? We import things like food that we can't grow here. There's rain, but um, it's actually a pretty dry climate. All the rain is continually um, being evaporated and recycled in thunderstorms. <clears throat> so it, it rains a lot, but it never stays around much. The soil is all rock. Really, the uh, the wind is the one defining valuable feature of the planet, plus the mines of minerals in the crust. Hmm. This, I just, this I, is basically I, I all the more... talking. Uh, Natalie yeah, is yeah. pretty quiet. She, them together, as far as business is concerned, do they have different areas of management? Yeah, he does off-world stuff. She does on-world stuff. Okay. Yeah. He's the seller, and she handles affairs at home. Because their family's at the top, so they've got a lot to do. I ask Natalie uh, specifically, so are you ready for the Fire's Ball? Well, um, it's uh, the Emperor's duties require that I drag myself out there for a while. Yes, I'll be there. So it's that much of a drag? She's like, I don't like dances much. Too much unwanted attention from all the men. <laughs> and I really just want some peace and quiet. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, obviously she's reclusive. Um, I'm just trying to think of a line of questioning regarding uh, technology. I was just kind of thinking along the lines of even just simple repair parts to get in the door, so to speak, as far as infrastructure goes. What kind of Day-to-day... Uh, no, day-to-day... Okay. Um, well, Martin would know the kind of questions to ask to steer things in that direction, because that's mm. that's his whole area of expertise. Spiel? Yeah. Yeah. So you ask her about the technical things, and she actually seems to respond more to that than to anything else anyone has said so far. It's clear she has a pretty adept technical mind. Better than you've seen for anyone outside the machine cult, really. I'm just thinking about 
keeping along the lines, keep her uh, talking and interested and kind of feed her um, occasional bits of intriguing information that a typical human probably wouldn't know, especially with uh, my archaeotech knowledge yeah. and whatnot. Make a, um, a lore skill of whatever um, is relevant to you trying to have in the conversation. Lore skill at plus 10. So what, a common lore tech trait? Yeah, you could do common lore tech. Um, you could do something more elaborate, but common lore tech is good, too. Well, I, I don't want to pull out the forbidden knowledge. It's probably a little... Um, <laughs> so how much do you know about prescribed archaeotech that the Inquisition will kill anyone for knowing about? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> I'll just go with that. It's one Can I interject a question while they're deciding what he's deciding? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I ask her, so... In all of this, how much do you have to deal with, um, uh, I guess, the phrase other worlds will use is corporate espionage. How well do you have to hide your techniques from the other families? I mean, because it's one of the hundred exports of the whole planet, right? How do you guys stay on top? Well, they don't come after me personally, but um, my subordinates have to deal with it a good amount. But I um, make sure to attend to any serious breaches of security personally to make sure all the family's interests are safeguarded. So you know that um that sort of attention to detail in someone of such a highest station is unusual. Yes, very hands-on. Most people are more um leave it alone, let someone else below me handle it. But uh, yeah, she's very engaged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we should definitely look further into her. Interesting. Questions about the technical specifics of plasma production. You get the feeling she actually knows more than you do on this subject. <laughs> Kick ass. Make a logic roll for me, Martin. Sweet. Okay, wow. that's decent. Um, decent? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> oh, um, man. She has the kind of knowledge that comes from extensive personal experience with a subject. Mm. And really the kind of experience that no one would care to cultivate unless they were genuinely interested in their profession. That's usually what people call a win-win, but I'm not sure how heretical that is, some of the technology she might know about, that's all. Nothing she's talked about is heretical. Yeah, no, I, I thought so. It's just, I'm just very interested in her work. She's very involved in some way, plasma. Eric, unfortunately, I have to go right now. So, but have a good yeah, night. Good, at least. I'm... Night. good night, Ned. At this point, uh, Damick says he's got to go attend other things, but um, presumably Ketho's going to go with him. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's say he does that. From here, though, we definitely need to learn more about how she operates in specific manner. So, actually, you know what I'm totally going to do is... um. Have her show me around, like, the large forge areas. I totally want to do that. Seems like a little giddy schoolgirl. (laughs) I mean, this sounds like a massive operation. You know, there's probably not plasma production facility of its size. Like, I don't know. This is the biggest in the Calixa sector. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm getting at. I just know, know it's big. That's It's something I would definitely like to add to my databanks. Right. See the, um, the great wonders of the Omnissiah at work. Do you uh, propose that to Natalie? Yes. She says uh, <laughs> she would be happy to escort you around the place. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to think how I'm going to approach any farther during that. But uh, when we're doing that, we'll escapade into that area. But I think I should at least get John to try to calm everybody hell. But John could at least shadow me. Kind of up to what we think is a good idea, and I have no idea. Are Ketho and Tyra specifically not coming because they're not allowed? Or? I mean, they haven't um, shown any interest in it. Could be slightly suspicious is one thing. You know, could be better to sit it alone, but... What are Tyrus's thoughts on this? It's always wise to accompany my squad mates. Hmm. My fellow agents, yeah. the inqui- I mean, my fellow noblemen. <laughs> That's the thing, we kind of need Ketho here, because he's kind of the leading light who could kind of say, you That's know, what the party light. would be doing together. You know what I mean, right, though? It's just he would say something the, like... The designated um, smooth talker. Yeah, well, he would... <laughs> like, yes, that would be most wondrous, you know, seeing a, something that powers entire cities of the Imperium. What a great inspiration. I don't know, something like that. Tyrus does have 42 fellowships, so, like, <laughs> he's um he's not too bad at it either. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little ugly. Yeah, I don't know if you've picked up social skills. You've got Deceive, at least. I mean, he's better at socializing than the tech priest or the soulless assassin. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everyone's better at socializing than John, though. That's true. It's just kind of an inevitability. And you have 15 fellowship. 15? Well, yeah, don't judge me. Technically 30, but counts as 15 because untouchable. Does it just drop you to 15, or is it a negative? You count your fellowship as half whatever it normally would be <laughs> yeah. for any social so interaction. awful. So always awful. Even yes. if you had amazing 50 fellowship, you would still be, like, a troll. Yes. But, yeah, no, I have a pretty good idea what we're going to be doing next. Yeah. Meeting. Just try and figure out something useful for you guys to do. I, I need to think of, like, lines of... Questioning well, too. I'm not thinking about either after this or probably not during, but sneaking around those facilities. I feel like plasma technologies is prime for maybe some of the Xenos technology we've been looking for. These heresy. Well, it's plasma. It's like you could use that anything. Like all our stuff uses plasma. Yeah. You know, Taos uses plasma. It's just, no, I'm just saying if there's anything that's going to be technologically linked to uh, the Imperium and, you know, the rest of the planet, it's going to be plasma. Remember, your um, the primary objective in coming here was to find the missing acolytes, mm-hmm. and that the secondary was to track down um, the Xenos smugglers they originally came to locate. Zeno, but um, yeah. the two are probably closely linked. Yeah, I'm overthinking this whole thing, but that's what Ketho and it's like, you know, uh, Tyrus and could get up to. Well, if we can get a tour and I can come along, I could just spew my science <laughs> and mind read to see if there's any weird sucky sucky bendy spoon thing that's happening at least. Can't guarantee yeah. I'll find the Yeah, 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 that is a good idea. Sweeping that area for Psy presence. That would definitely be a good place to do it. I'm just thinking about the closest link we had, the Acolytes, it was Corvus, wasn't it? Summarizing the stuff you know about what the Acolytes 
did. You know they came here about eight weeks ago. They uh, disappeared three weeks ago. So, yeah, that's definitely something to ponder. Just those connections there. Not something I'm going to do right now. I want to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm exhausted. So, um, let's say today you gained a new ally or contact in Natalie Corvus. Because she likes Martin, at least. I say I like her tea. Does that make me <laughs> more friendy friends? It's not even her tea, I it's, think. It's not her tea. <laughs> she thinks it's kind of bland, actually. No. Oh, God. <laughs> this tea is just... She, like, she likes the tea. I've had better tea in Death Worlds. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wouldn't say you've got... A new important clue, but you know where to go to get some new clues. We're working towards the clues. Yes. Wait, half points? <laughs> so you get 150 points. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, um, I'm going to head out now. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com. Only the best of muffins.